Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. was recorded roughly 10 days ago on the eve of the Po v Zebre Challenge Cup group stage game. Zebre went on to lose this game by one point, but in doing so ensured that they got themselves a losing bonus point as well as a four try bonus point, which in turn made sure that they went on to qualify for the knockout stages of the Challenge Cup. Enjoy! So today, we have a very special guest indeed. An extraordinary guest. He was a powerhouse on the field, and now he's one of the driving forces of Italian rugby off it. He earned 23 Italian caps and played a whopping 119 games for Zebre Palmer and is now their head of rugby operations. Please welcome the legend, the half-Tuscan Chianina, half-Scottish Hereford, George Biaggi. <laughs> Buonasera. Buonasera. Buonasera, everyone. Thanks, Eddie, for the fantastic introduction. Really embarrassing me, but uh, I appreciate it. I know your heart is in the right place. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, I, I feel like very often they do describe rugby players as, you know, beef, like solid beef. So it was an opportunity. I don't know how much Tuscan you have in you, but Italian, you know, we'll, we'll go with the Chianna. Well, I think you're, you're from Tuscany, aren't you, George? Um, well... Yes, yes. I mean, I think the Scottish Hall and Cow is good beef as well, uh, Eleonora, as much as the Kenina. <laughs> so, cheap as in is it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a bit of a mix uh, from that point of view. I was I was born in uh, in Scotland, uh, but I don't think uh, people should be placed in boxes. You know, if you're born in a barn, you're not a horse. Great. So, um, especially in this day and age, yeah. uh, um, you need to be very fluid. No, fantastic. Well, I, I, I put that mainly in the... Uh in the introduction so anyone listening to this who hears your your wonderful subtle tones of an accent will go hang on a minute so we've we've got it out of the way soon like oh his, his english is superb will be it's slightly <laughs> northern sounding unless they click stop and change channel or just close the i don't think that's gonna happen they might do it when it's just the three of us but not not mm. when we've got a superstar on mm. thank you so so much for joining us this is so exciting i don't really know where to start because you've gone from for, for our eyes anyway, as sort of outsiders, having this incredible rugby career to then transitioning into, you know, a behind the scenes role really quickly. Um, how, how did that happen so quickly? Um, well, I had a, what is now a strange pathway you would call, because I only, I only debuted for Italy when I was 28. So quite late in someone's career, I started playing professionally really late because I went to university in Milan and, and had, did different things. And then um, I preferred playing rugby than being an accountant during an internship. Um, and then things since sport happened really quickly. I was playing Serie A in, uh, in Prato. We got promoted into what was then uh, top 10. And then the next year, Irony and Treviso joined the Celtic League, which is now obviously URC. So all of a sudden, you know, things just... The ball goes really quickly and time flies. And then, you know, next, you know, COVID hits and I decide to hang yeah. up my boots. 
and the opportunity came up with the club and I thought I would um, I would take it. That's amazing. So just going, I mean, we'll, we'll go, we'll jump ahead, but going back, you are Scottish born, grew up in Scotland to Italian parents. And then what was, why did you decide to go to university in Italy? Um, well, I was in boarding school, so I came came back closer to home, even though it's Milan from Tuscany is, is, is not the closest, but closer than Scotland. Yeah. And um, I got into a good uni, so okay. um, it was a good opportunity and absolutely. And so it you was grew an amazing up experience. bilingual. So for you, doing university in Italian was the same as doing it in English. Um, yeah, yeah. My course was actually in English, um, mm. my degree. And so, yeah, it's more or less. Obviously, once I did my GCSEs and A levels, you need to be proper. And when you're thrown in the deep end in Scottish, in Scotland, um, speaking Scottish, learning sort of different things, different methodology, different boarding schools, very different from Italian schools. So um, you learn fast. Yeah, or you drum. Yeah. And what was the rugby scene like in in Milan? Different, I suppose. I mean, I never played senior rugby because I was just playing schoolboy. So it was once you play with the big boys, it's um I think a big shock to the system as an 18, 19 year old. Yeah. Um, all these fully grown men, but it was cool. You know, you, you I think you it's a big learning curve and you grow faster that way. Well, you learn very fast as you've done since you've uh, hung up your boots because it's an incredibly impressive transition. Hugely impressive transition. Not sure about that. Either. But um, <laughs> you know, we've we we've started a, a new, let's say, a, a new plan and going forwards. I think if we keep this group of players and staff together, I think um, we can turn over some big um, some big games. Well, I was just going to ask, what exactly head of rugby operations at Zebra Palmer? What exactly does the role entail? Well, that's a million dollar question. And if I told you, I'd probably have to kill you, Eleanor, because nobody actually understands what I do. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going with the mystery. Fine. Um, yeah, that's how you get away uh, with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's a mixture of um general manager, sporting director, sometimes I sweep the floors, Great. sometimes I'm cooking, sometimes I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> Solving problems, I'll try to attempt to solve problems. It's whatever is needed, I do. Perfect. Like in what we'd call a, a general factatum. Figaro. Okay. So I, I do want to talk about Zebre Palmer and, and just how much it's blossomed in the last season. What do you think are the main reasons behind this season's success compared to kind of previous years? Um, Obviously, to define success is really hard, Eleanor, and for different, different people, it means different things. Definitely, this season has been more successful compared to last season that we had zero wins. But in a way, we're last year, we're, we're preparing, although we didn't want to lose every game, we're preparing for this season because we've um, retained most of our players, added a few, and I think the players have really gelled. We did a lot of work, and the club invested a lot in um, some team-building activities. We spent some in, um, in Tuscany and spent some in the in um, Berceto, um, close to close to Parma, to get some um, you know some bonding, and the players really gelled, and it was the same for for the staff. It's basically a staff brand new all put together. Great. And I think the work they're doing is 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 really showing. The players have bought into it. Fabio has an an extra year experience as head coach, and um, although we do have a young squad, I think we're we're going in the right direction finally. I mean, we we were there obviously for the uh, Zebre Palmer Sharks, which was obviously Zebre Palmer's first win for quite quite a long time, and you could feel the relief and the absolute euphoria behind that. But then also there was an element of like, right, okay, job's not done, push on, push on, push on. 
what was the feeling like for for the club there? We, it's you know you've won your first game in ages, but then you know you're halfway through a season and you've just got to keep going. Obviously, the the big objective it was to get the monkey off our back as early as possible. We had a great opportunity against Ulster, first game of the season, when round one, and then we were like, damn. It's going to be one of those seasons where we're just going to get, keep getting closer and closer and then it's going to slip away again. And then the guys did a great job against the, the Sharks and it was a mixture of happiness, relief. And then, but it wasn't that hard in a way as well. You know, like we finally managed to to, to get this over and done with. And um, in my head, it was straight. The players were the same onto, onto the Ospreys game the following week and we had a, another good performance. But the big difference is that we're collecting points every week. Yeah. So every yeah. time we play our team, we're picking up some points, and and tomorrow will be will be key again when we play um, uh, when we play Paul. We need we need we need some points if not a win to make sure we go into the next round. And if you do, that would be a history making, regardless of anything else. That that would be a history making result. I think it um, wasn't it the last Zebra Palmer were very unlucky. I think it was in the 2015 season they came second in the group but didn't go through to the knockouts because the system only allowed a couple of second place teams to go through. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, you're correct. We, we played a um, round of um, 16 against Bath. I think it was um, 20, 2020. That was 2021. Um, and we at home. Um, but the reality is this, this system really works. I think it's, it's a good it's a good model. EPACR has has, has yeah. given us, it gives a lot of, of teams the opportunity to to go forwards in the, in the Challenge Cup. And at the same time, I think it's a cool competition. I love playing in Europe. Mm. It gives a different vibe to the week. Um, the players, it's, it's just really different. You don't know Paul, you don't know where you're going. It, I think it's um, I think it's something really special about European competitions that uh, we have an amazing opportunity really to to perform tomorrow and, and see what we can, um, we can go on to the next stage. Absolutely. And you mentioned before that success means different things to different people and, and different clubs. Was there last season and going into this season sort of your aims and targets... Are you allowed to say what they were or did you have any sort of set ones or was it just sort of a, a general movement of the target? Well, obviously the target at the beginning of the season, let's get this first win. Because yeah. we knew if we get that, we'd get momentum and belief. And, you know, once you've got confidence, it changes completely your game as a player. I know exactly once, you know, once you get a win or you start playing well, how confident you go into a game and things just happen more naturally. And it, and it has shown, it has shown. I think some some games we've been unlucky, some games we played poorly and got hammered to the Cheetahs game. Um, and you know, and I, still today, there's a big difference between us and us and Treviso, and it, and it shows. But it, I think it's, um, I think at this point of where we are, I think it's it's the correct way. I think we'll grow closer, and we'll hopefully we'll narrow the gap with um, with Treviso as well. Yeah, I mean, and also, you know, you 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 won away in France already this season. You beat, I, I never know how to say it, Oyanax, Oyana, 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 Oyana. Yeah, that was a fantastic yeah, result. Yeah, it was a smashing game. In one of the think, toughest places to go and play a game of rugby, it's really? um, yeah, it's really it's really hard to go there, and so it's, it's top of the Alps, an hour from Geneva. It's cold. I remember playing there before they put the 4G, and it was snowing, raining, minus felt like minus twenty. Uh, I think the game you finished like <laughs> um, yeah, almost yeah, almost yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Tomorrow it'll, it'll be a big, a big, a big challenge for us. You know they're I think third, fourth in uh, in top Qatars, and they've got some amazing players, some All Blacks, and we're happy that they're playing the full strength team because yeah. um, you know these are the games which we want to be you know playing in. It's uh, these big, big games that means we're in or out. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's a real statement from them to put out such a strong team, right? They know that you guys are coming and you're coming hungry. But I guess for you guys, having getting that win away from home already, kind of, again, the monkey off the back for the away win, that what is the mood within kind of the, the team today looking ahead to tomorrow? Um, it's, uh, I, I think it's it's good. Like, the we had a tough game last week against the Dragons. Like, they, they came fully, yeah. fully loaded. I mean, we were talking about how the back row, they had almost 100 caps between the three of them, and our back row had zero. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, so the guys really put in a, a massive performance. We sorted out our discipline after the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And then um, and then I, I think the score could have been a bit more more towards our side if we didn't concede a soft, um, a soft try towards the end. So... It was a big performance under pressure, and tomorrow we'll need to do the same if you want to if you want if you want a guaranteed spot. And obviously, the the Dragons v Sharks game on Sunday will be important too to see there what happens with the rest. Absolutely, and in that Dragons game, which was so exciting but really nail biting <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and I love how Zebra are finishing their games this season. You know, okay, so against Cardiff, you you got the draw. I think Zebra could have won that but to get to come back and grab the draw at the death was super important and dragons the end of the game was so important and you never went for the sticks and who who, who made i loved that it was like the backing the team i hated it yeah. <laughs> yeah. so who's making yeah, that Joe, cool? Joe, well obviously the, the guys on the pitch you know, know know what they're doing uh, i've got a, big, a lot of belief in, in giovanni montamari and what he's doing at, at 10 and so good of um off the th- kicking a goal, so when you got someone with a good kicking percentage, I'm always go for the sticks, guys. <laughs> Still, a long time to play. Mm-hmm. Get the scoreboard taking over, um, but you know it's one of those things when you go, yeah, go for the post, and then go to the corner and they get seven points. Oh, I yeah. told you to go for <laughs> yeah. the take the line out. Yeah, so whatever works, you know, gets the points in the end. Uh, it's a correct decision. Well, absolutely, and you and you outscored them with tries and. The first half, Dragons were, was it Kai Evans? His kicking in the first half was immense. Yeah, yeah, almost. But they not couldn't get human. past a score a try. I mean, no. like you guys held them out. It was superb defense. I mean, that they were sort of forced into keep kicking those points. They weren't easy kicks either. So to make that call, yeah, I, I really think it shows the work that the players and staff are, are doing. I, I think there's a massive difference in our defense and. Um, and you, you mentioned the conditioning. We've made a lot of investments with our SNC staff and our physios as well. And, and come the important games, it, it really does show and, that, and it makes a difference. So it's it's important that the guys are getting their reward for all the hard work they're putting in. Well, they are. And, and I tell you, people are noticing outside of yeah. Palmer. People yeah. are absolutely noticing. You know, we, we, were, we were asked recently onto a, another pod just because people are going, what's what's going on? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I'll answer some questions, but we'll get someone on who really <laughs> does know. And that's you. <laughs> Well, as long as they don't start poaching our staff and players, I'll be, you know, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, right. As soon as like you start getting good results and stuff, they start. Yeah, I mean, player and staff retention is a key part of what we do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's really interesting that you talk about a huge part of it being kind of team building and, and morale. Eddie and I um, went to see with theatre producers, we sort of work in the artistic world. And last week we went to watch um, Dear England, which was a play about... The I end. can see all the bottles behind you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's, it's the world of theatre. Yeah. It's the world of theatre. Yeah, theatre, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> we went to watch um, Dear England, which is a play all about Gareth Southgate and the England team and them just uh, approaching 
the World Cup in Qatar and kind of aiming for that and going, how the hell are we losing, right? You had the Rio Ferdinand golden generation and it showed you the behind the scenes of actually it's about team building and it's about bringing together players who mentally have to shake off the demons of like not being able to win, have to shake off the animosities in the England camp, obviously of like, oh, I play for Tottenham, I play for Manchester United, we don't sit at the same table. And the importance of a collective vision and sharing it with people you like to be around. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think you touch on a lot of important points. Um, I, what I can add to it is that it, there's a lot of different facets to it. It's not um, an easy equation. It's not like maths. You put 15, 23 play, great players together. I mean, took too long. took three years before they won the top 14 or the Heineken Cup back then. So yeah. even you do put the best players together, it takes time to understand each other, the way you prefer to play, um, team dynamics. Um, one guy wants to be the captain, and one wants to kick, and someone wants to kick the penalty. No, I should kick the penalty. No, it should be you. So um, it's not simple. There's a lot of sometimes big personality inside a change room. And, you know, I mean, Alex Ferguson, they say he wasn't, he was a terrible coach, but was great at getting the best out of, uh, out of people and, and keeping the team together. So yeah. there's not one way of doing things. I think um, you need to see the manpower in this case that, that that you have and how to best put them out there and, and what works for them rather than having a, a set um, equation or a set formula for, for every team. Exactly. Well, whatever you're doing, it's clearly working um, and it's so exciting to watch just the, those wins that keep on coming and hopefully keep on coming for the rest of the season. Handing over to you, Eddie. Yes, so just for lots of our listeners are obviously English-speaking, lots of them are based in England. And obviously in the Premiership, we've lost three clubs in the last year or so. The Welsh rugby is going through difficult times, but people understand the structures of how they work. Could you possibly please explain for those listeners and also for us just how the franchise system really works? So the, the FIR has two places in the BKTURC. How's it work? Um, okay. I'm not sure how much time you have, guys, <laughs> but I'll give it a crack. Let's start from this. I'd, I'd stick it a step back. So the six, so I think the, the massive difference is for how people, or so the majority of people are used to private ownership in football. So you have a league, the clubs own the league, and there's private owners of, of each club. But the, the reality is, is in rugby is a poor man's sport. Uh, although this is probably incorrect, where the unions are the private owners. So the, the unions, the six nations own the six nations. So the, the, the six unions divide the profits out of that. And what they've decided to do back in, in 2010 is that Scotland, Wales, Ireland and Italy to join forces and create their own league. And while Ireland has a, let's call it, a system where it's fully unionised, so they have four teams um, funded by the IRFU, Wales has one team which is funded, fully funded by the Welsh Rugby Union, which is um, Newport Dragons, while the rest is a hybrid mix of some funding from the union and some private investors coming in. Glasgow is a fully centralised model with both teams, um, I mean, to, to the extent where they have the same VAT number that as the SRU, so they're fully funded and run by the SRU. While Italy... Um, we have a hybrid model. So with Zebra fully funded by the union and Treviso, with, which is funded by obviously Mr. Luciano Benetton and um, get some funding from the union as well. I'm not sure if that was fully clear. No, that's brilliant. That's yeah, that perfect. Was really clear. That's, really I found that really interesting. Yeah. But, okay. So uh, I've actually have very strong opinions 
opinions about models that work and models that don't work. Um, but I think I'll save this for another time. Okay. <laughs> Off the record, probably. Okay. Well, France is um, it's totally private and it's um, much like football. And it's, since the World Cup, it keeps on growing and growing and growing. 18,000, 20,000, 30,000 Toulouse um, stadiums, fully packed. Mm. Um, they have enormous financial resources and um, they're doing pretty well. And I think it shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is incredible that that's totally private in France. But you still have sponsorships because I'm really intrigued by being sponsored by an opera house. I think that's as classy as it gets. Yeah, well, obviously, each club has opportunity to to make commercial agreements with, with whoever they please and choose. And uh, the, the strategy behind collaborating with the Teatro Reggio di Parma, it's just like a um, really important historic institution in, in, in Parma. And um, we've done a team photo there for a number of years. Some of the boys um, go and watch plays. Um, I've been there recently. And it's a really cool partnership because um, people, there's a big tourism business to go and see theatres and plays. I'm sure Eleonora um, knows. And um, we're tapping into that. And we're getting some fans, more fans across into the stadium. And we're getting to use sometimes uh, the, the theatre. So it's um, a win-win for everyone. It's a great partnership. It's so classy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, wonderful. I've got a couple of friends currently doing, um, is it Rigoletto that's on there now? Anyway. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is. Superb. Absolutely. We're open to sponsorship if you have some, uh, <laughs> Eddie. I was about to ask you the same question. Yeah, yeah. What's what's our spritz and scrum budget to get there? What, what are we talking here? I'm sure I can organise some tickets for you guys. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, that's it. That's basically it. That and Stash. And I've got to say, the wine that you had at Stadio Lanfranco was the best wine I've ever had in a stadium. True. I'm pretty sure that anyone that from Treviso that hears that is going to be really angry. But I stand by it. That red <laughs> wine was absolutely banging. George is like, are you sure? After how many bottles, Eddie, is this? <laughs> no, we've actually, actually, I am going to have to agree with you. Onoi, it's called, is the local supplier. And they're doing some high quality wine. Yeah. We're really happy with them. No, as, as are our fans, yeah. Uh, yeah, as are your fans. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get you a bottle, Eddie. <laughs> oh, 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 well, you, now you said that. Well, if you give, I'll open it with a sword if you give it to me. Very, yeah, very theatrical. <laughs> um, well, shall we start with... Um, well, we've got the Six Nations on the horizon. Eight Zebra players pulled up for that. Um, how do you think, uh, you know, the Six Nations is going to go for Italy this year? Um... I think it's going to be really challenging to play first game of it with England at home. I think um, Quesada is will bring a different type of style to both attack and defence. Um, he's really enjoying what we're doing with our defence and our kicking game, and it's something that he's he says he's going to bring in um, with, with with Italy. And um, he's got a few let's say arrows cards up his sleeve where he's going to play. I think some some really some really interesting rugby, especially the first game against England. There's not a lot of time to prep. The guys are going to camp yeah. on Sunday, mm. and then he's going to let them for like four or five release four or five players next Saturday. And then it's straight mm -hmm. to game week against England. So it's um, it goes really quick. Um, the guys have been working really hard. They had a short camp, um, I think, uh, beginning of January, a two-day two camp in Verona. I think it'll be I think it'll be class. I mean, the Six Nations is so exciting um, to watch. I'm going to go down and see the um, Scot uh, Italy-Scotland game. We'll be there. You can um, bring the bottle. We'll see you there. Yeah, I'll bring the <laughs> bottle, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Some big names have been left out, you know, from yes. other countries, like Hamish Watson, as an example. I was, mm. I think, going through my feed on Instagram and he was player of the tournament 
two yeah. years ago. Yeah, crazy. So, you know, it's um, it's it's pretty it's pretty mad, and it goes it goes really fast. So it'll be it'll be cool to watch and see and see how things go. What do you guys think? I'm super excited, but I'm always super excited, and I'm and I'm really optimistic for Italian rugby. I think lots yeah. of people are saying, "Oh, it'd be nice if we could be competitive and maybe get a win." But I go beyond that. I I think the the idea of a and I loved Kieran Crowley, but the idea of a a coach bounce, a manager bounce, it's a real thing. I think when you look at how people do when they first come in, I think quite often there's there's some shocks there. And I think this is, in all honesty, as bad an England squad as I, as I can remember. It's, it's the, the, the Welsh squad is, well, bless them, it's pretty, it, it doesn't look, they haven't made their names yet. You know. And then the, the, yesterday, Reece Zammett announces he's going to the NFL. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Eddie. Actually, I think post World Cup is a funny Six Nations. So different sort of a lot of guys stop playing, managers yeah. change. Um, so I think there could be some interesting results. Um, some big names from every union has been left out. I mean, the examiner has gone to to the states. I mean, <laughs> perfect timing, you know, just before know. the squad is announced. Right. Pretty yeah, it's. <laughs> Pretty mental, wonderful <laughs> plan. Well, what I what uh, I hear is actually Warren Gatland had basically named him, and it was really late <gasps> on that because when they asked about it, he was like, "Well, he wasn't the only f- uh, fullback I'd picked," and that's not the language oh, of go. someone who knows yeah. in advance yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going so, on. Yeah, so it's um, and it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I like it. We've got Danny Kerr playing for England, and uh, as long as he's still playing, it means I'm still young. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. What a player. But I think the Irish and Dutch the class. Uh, French, even French without Dupont, they'll be coming out pretty angry, I think, after... Well, they will be bitterly disappointed with their World Cup, not not winning it. And I think that opening game between those two is going to be firework. Yeah, I think Ireland and France are two favourite teams. I agree with you, Eddie. Uh, it's interesting. Um, some of the selections we made in France as well, Dupont out and Aldrich captain. It's um, I, I think it's they got I think three home games France as well. So obviously mm. that it's um, they could you know disappointed with their World Cup. So it's same with Ireland. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, I'm not sure which way it's it's going to go. I think um, Farrell has done an incredible job with Ireland. Um, yeah. taking it a step further I don't know they could but they've gone a step further and it'll be it'll, I can't wait to be honest yeah yeah, yeah me too I absolutely what's love it, it like in, yeah. in the camp obviously how much do you know beforehand about what Zebra players are going to be picked do you have sort of ahead of time are you kind of collaborating or, or communicating with Quesada and his team Obviously, the, the coaches speak. The coaches yeah. speak a lot uh, amongst themselves. Um, I'll speak to maybe some of the players or the, or the manager there to, to see what's going on, try and get feelers. And obviously, the, the players, you know, with the bibs on, more likely you're going to start that if you're, you know, holding a shield. So they'll sniff it out quite quickly. And I'm sure we'll get some feedback on on, on that. But it's quite top secret, actually. And then, okay. you know, this, this weekend we're playing. Could be an injury. Someone might be called yeah. up. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, Quesada has said he hasn't. He's not going to make a lot of changes from the. From, I think from starting fifteen, which we saw the World Cup. I'm hoping he does make a lot of changes and see more of our players get involved because I think they really deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, 
How much communication is there between the national side and, say, Zebre throughout the season in terms of will will the Italian coaches and squad go, you know, I'd really like to see this player try and do that? Or, you know, I haven't seen much of him. Is there any way to get him more game time? Is there any sort of communication like that? Or is it completely separate in that regard? No, no, absolutely. There's um, obviously Casale's just started. He only got announced in November, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, um, late November. So um, we're starting to work with him. He's got his ideas. Um, there's obviously uh, not an unwritten rule, but, you know, with game time of some players, sometimes we need to rest someone rather than starting him just because we need them to be fresh for, for you know, for the big event, which is the Six Nations. And it's the same with Trevizo. We just collaborate. Sometimes we'll give a, a guy a bit more game time, someone a little bit less, or try someone a different position. And this is an ongoing conversation that will develop throughout the season. And we'll see after the Six Nations, I think he's going to bleed out some more players this summer. You know, there'll be a, a tough tour for them going to, to Japan and, uh, mm. and, um, and uh, you know, the, the Pacific that side of the world and, and then hopefully we can get a good start of the season with September and then they're off to November test which are massive for us yeah yeah and I imagine massive money as well for the for the union uh, you know professional sport you do have to talk about money Eddie and it's important that with the results people come to the stadium you've seen it with us get a couple of yeah. results everyone comes to the stadium and, and it makes a big difference in the you know, in the coffins of the of the club or the union. You know, that's already too. So, so I think it's almost sold out the England and Scotland game. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, it's incredible. You can only kind of. I think what's left is like the sort of behind the posts, up in the corners, really high up. It's, it's not. Where are you guys there. sitting? Where are we sitting? We're sitting up in the gods on the the south. I think uh, Tribuna Tevere. Tribuna Tevere. Okay, okay, yeah, the, yeah. Well, you're gonna get some sun. Bring some sunscreen, guys. Yes, I love it. Oh, the boys never <laughs> want to sit on that side or like any side that has the sun. I'm like, guys, one of the best games I ever watched. I always talk about this. Was was it an Italy game at Parma, Eddie, or was it the Zabre game that we saw in the sunshine? No, of it, it, it was. It was. The, it was a Challenge Cup game. It oh. was against Biarritz. Was it Biarritz? Might have been Biarritz. 2021. Uh, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Yeah, December 2021. And there was like yeah. snow in the corners, but the sun was glaringly lovely. Was it? Yeah, the score, the score, I think, I mean, Zebra sort of yeah, was relatively... Biarritz or Perpin, a USAP? No, I think it was, I think it was Biarritz. It was Biarritz. And it was when we got stuck in South Africa because of COVID. And we came yes. back and had to camp in the hotel for two yes. hours. Terrible. Yes, Terrible yes, time. yes. Well, I had one of the best days as a spectator because it was gloriously sunny, freezing. But you had your Von Brule in the sunshine, sitting on that side with the sun in my eyes. It was just, oh, I loved it. I was like, if only rugby could be this lovely all the time. Obviously, the score was not great. And it sounds like you guys were going through a tough time. But as a spectator, yeah. it was great. You know, first thing that happened, Bellini dropped the ball right in front of me. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, so obviously you eight players that's colossal because in the in previous years Zebre Palmer has sort of been a bit behind in sort of selections but there's been some bigger missions and we're not gonna I, I don't want to be personal and go into names and who's picked and who's not picked go on go on <laughs> well obviously BG the former captain He's 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 been left out in in um, but Manfredi's in, so it's sort of a Luke Skywalker kind of 
thing going on there. Yeah, Manfred's been playing well, eh? Manfred's yeah. been playing well, and I think the decision with BG, with Luca, is mostly to do with his age. He wants to see some younger players come through, and obviously he's got his eyes on the World Cup yeah. um, further down the road. So that's a, that's the a reason I see behind it. My big one, and I don't want to name, but but I think he's superb, and I'm guessing it must be something to do with an injury is full score. Yeah, so Ali has picked up an ankle injury. Okay. Uh, so he'll be, I, I think he'll, I think it's very likely that he'll be involved at some Later point on. in the Six Nations. Okay, yeah. you. Good. Because yeah. I was, yeah. for me, he's, I, I think he might be my starting scrum half. So. Starting? Yeah, I think maybe. I mean, yeah. I really like him. I really, really like him. But I think Martin Pagerello over in France is doing some really interesting stuff. Steve Varney's getting a lot of game time. I think I would still have Fusco over um, Alessandro Garbisi, though, any day at the minute. But who knows? Who knows? Silence. <laughs> An eerie silence from the from the other side. That's that's fun. Um, and the, the player... Well, obviously, obviously, I'm going to go with, with, with Ali all the yeah. way. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I, think, I think Ali, to his detriment, is so good as an impact player off the bench. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he comes in, gives so much energy. Yeah. He tackles, he carries. He's he just brings good momentum. And obviously, every player wants to start, but he he is he has such a massive impact for us when he comes off the bench, and he can cover any position. Yeah. In the back line, so you put him winger, fullback, centre, ten. Uh, he'll do it. He'll do a job. Yeah. And this so, yeah, the... he'll definitely be in my twenty-three. Of course. Well, he is. <laughs> he is, yeah. Well, he's injured now, yeah. but he is, yeah. And uh, obviously, Dave, Dave Cici as well. It's been a long time since we haven't seen him in an in a Italian squad, but he's injured as well, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's picked up a hand injury, so he'll be out for a, for a month or so uh, until he gets back. But um, I think that's an age thing as well with Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but he does add he does add some some weight to uh to a pack which is by international standards probably a bit light yeah 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 I, I yeah you know it's hard not to agree with that dave does carry weight i mean i used to lift him in the line out so i know exactly what i'm talking about um i'm sure you won't mind me saying this uh, but yeah dave packs a punch when he carries in the learn the scrum in the line out so when he's uh he's a quality player and um you know he'll um he'll be fit soon so it's just a question of time if he's needed. I'm sure yeah. if he needs a bit more of a punch uh, when they go to France, uh, they might bring him along. Who knows? Mm. I mean, one thing we've said and um, for years, and it's that uh, Italy used to not have the ability really to pick entirely on form because yeah. of the amount of players in the pool. And there'd be quite often people picked on reputation in the hope that they're going to have the game of their lives. Whereas now there's so much quality both at Zebre Palmer and in Benetton and abroad, that you can really potentially pick a team entirely on who's playing well and just on competition. And my question is, what would someone like Jesse have to do more to get it? I mean, he's one of the top try scorers in the URC. I don't know how he does it. He's a, he's a wizard, the wizard of Oz, the wizard of try scoring. Yeah, we said last week that it's he, it's almost like he finds it harder not to score a try than to score the try, to finish it. And he's got such a distinctive look, and then he takes off his scrum cap and he looks like a supermodel. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think Simone is about to... He's two tries away from being, the, if not the next, or joint record try scorer for the club. And that's in two wow. seasons. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're not the best attacking side. Okay, so that is to keep in mind. He is an absolute talent and magician. I have no idea how he does it. I don't think he knows. <laughs> Just the ball. He's one of those players that the ball always bounces back in his hands. Right. He has got. He's got a try scoring um, X factor. Mm. There's some he's to... like I call him people in Zaggy of rugby. Somehow See? he just touches it and the ball goes in. You know, people in Zaggy like that. <laughs> so true. And he's 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 such a great kid. He's so humble, and uh, I hope he really understands the amount of talent he has, and he keeps working because he can be someone really special. That's but really. But who would you start him ahead of? Who would I start him ahead of? Person, yeah. I I have an answer. Well, I would. What mm. I would like, I think, um, Montioni's well, been playing at fourteen a bit in over in France. So I would, I would, I personally would put Monty over at fourteen. I'd put Jesse at eleven. Capuzzo, sure. I mean, he's he's sort of the poster boy. I think he's probably still going to play it at fifteen. And that back three makes me really excited. And I'd love to see Jesse what he can do outside Menoncello in the centres because Menoncello punches yeah. holes. And I'd love to see what they're able to do when they link up. Imagine him punching a hole and getting it to Jesse and Capuzzo or Ione. I think that's that's that's. That's what I would like. And then I'd put it with Brex. One person who a lot of Zebra um, people are talking about being left out, which shouldn't be, overlooked in a lot of people's opinions, is um, uh, Lukin. Yeah, poor Lukio. Jesus, his international career has been has never really taken off, unfortunately, for him. He's always had someone ahead of him or, you know, I think all coaches are mad. Um, so coaches have their preferences and he's been really unlucky not to get a run of games with Italy. Because he's such a quality guy and such a good carrier, he's a good leader on the field. He always does the right thing, yeah. and he's improved season upon season. And and for us, he's a key member of our of our team. So it's um, I actually, you know, I mean, there's so much talent, um, you know, with with Minoncello and you know Garbizi can play twelve as well. So they've got so many options, and obviously someone has to sit out. But it's it's tough on Luke. You and uh, we were all really disappointed that he didn't go to the World Cup because he was such a great form, yeah. such a great form he was. Um, so that was really disappointing. But you know, international rugby sometimes is it means that you're left out. And how's that work as a club when someone, you know, that the news comes through? I guess the team sheets released. There's a huge amount of disappointment for some people. Some absolute euphoria for other people. And there's, I imagine, quite a lot of man management of how you deal with that and and keep the group all united. Yeah, a lot of it comes from uh, from maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's once you're young, uh, when when you're younger, it's harder to take. Um, you you become more mature, and you you know you concentrate on your on your club game. I mean, I, I mean personally, it happened to me as well. So it's just you just got to get on with life and and work and you know improving your work ons and the things that you know the coaches say you've um, you you're lacking on. So I think that's the only thing you really can do is just um, keep your head down, keep working, and focus on the positives that are happening here with the club. And you know we're we're basically always we've only got two games during this Six Nations, but we're still carrying on with our with our day to day. Yeah, that's positive, and that's and that's why you are who you are. <laughs> I am who I am. Eddie. I can't <laughs> disagree with that. <laughs> Yeah, it is tough. I think the yeah. But I think Jesse is absolutely yeah. electric. And and talking about picking players on on form, I mean he's absolutely yeah. on fire. And I think to keep that momentum going, I would love to see him starting number eleven yeah. against England right off the bat and go. There you go. 
it's, here's your moment. It's brave. We said last week that it, it takes kind of a lot of bravery to go right with such a green player. But, but he's start but he's good under the high ball. I think his yeah, tackling is yeah. good. I think obviously his attack is good. I I don't see anything, any reason why he can't do it. I think he's a no-brainer. I think because I was doing a compilation video for our TikToks, <laughs> like and subscribe, <laughs> but and we were looking at. Um, so I was just basically collecting footage of, of Jesse's tries. And um, as an old winger myself, I just couldn't. Some of those tries, I literally was sitting there going, how, how yes. has he done this? Some of these tries are just <laughs> off the charts. So I would, I would definitely start him. I think he's got that X-Factor. sort of... He's got an X Factor. X Factor, yeah, that. And I think yeah. a lot of people... I wish I had a highlights reel like his. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> we'll dig it out. So don't good. worry. We'll, we'll, we'll get you. We'll, 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 we'll get you a highlights reel. Don't worry. We'll make... Yeah, but there's no... Sp- you need to fast forward it to make the same speed as <laughs> You can do that. You can do that oh, nowadays. Yeah, it's true. Oh. <laughs> you, can, you can deep fake everything. We could deep fake you, you know, kicking for posts. We can deep fake... We, we'll do it all. <laughs> Just turn me into Seymour, six yeah. foot six foot six. Okay, <laughs> oh, that's, that'll do. That'll do. What's the best the best try you ever scored? And I'll I'll, I'll turn you into Superman. Best try I've ever scored. Jeez, <laughs> um, I haven't scored a lot. Um, I think probably most meaningful try I ever scored is the one at uh, Stade Francais when we played um, away in the Challenge Cup and we won that game. Nice. I, I think I think I ran. Probably two centimeters. <laughs> I, just, I just I just dove at the bottom of a rock. I'll be hard to edit this one. I should have given you an easier one. I should have given you an easier one. Uh, if I can find it, I I I can I can make it look great. But it, just in case, what's the second one? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. Um, I don't know. I have to think. So I'll Eddie, find that one. Find I'll find it, it. Uh, and I'll make it, and I'll make it look superb. I'll, I'll make you go viral on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, go. I don't have TikTok, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What you can manage that? my page. You can manage. Uh, my, you can, it was it was twenty nineteen. Okay, all right. Do your do your best, you two. Off you go. Or twenty twenty. Well, I'll find it. I've already I've already uh, I've already got a compilation ready to go. I'll have a look. There was some. There was a few good tries in there. They're being modest. There was some very. You've good already tries done a compilation. Not of me. Not of me, mate. George, no, not me. Yeah. <laughs> on my phone. Shall I show you? I don't know. I, I don't know if he's actually done this or not. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's. My phone's off because I was being professional. <laughs> Let me turn my phone on. I'll prove it to you. <laughs> I... Is he? Is he pulling up? Have you, have you done? We, the man's a busy man. He's got places to be, I've coach. Got... You can't. No, no, no worries. No worries. No, no. I'm sorry, good, sorry. I'm, I'm going to wait for this. No, I have. I've got to wait. Right, hang on. When did Loading. you do a compilation? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was busy at work today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, while Coach is doing that, should we, because uh, I don't want to keep you no, for no. ages, so maybe we should kind of like bring this towards a conclusion. But um, yes, and the other person people are very excited about seeing is um, Lorenzo Pani. However, it'd be because, as you said, about there being sort of who do you play, who do you play instead of, it seems to be a bit of a, are you are you team Jesse or are you team Panny? And in the fans, I mean, anyone that plays is going to get all the support in the world. Personally, I love them both. But as I, I think I've made it clear which way I would go. Um, 
but lots of other people yeah, feel the other way. Yeah, I think um, most of the female fans will go with Lorenzo, the fanny. <laughs> I think I think he's very much loved. Um, they haven't I, seen I, Jesse without his scrum cap on. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie yeah. keeps saying this. He's like, honestly, with a scrum cap, you don't really think anything, and then he takes it off, and he looks like a supermodel. Hmm. Yeah, he's not my type, Eddie. But, <laughs> um, um, I, I can see, I can see that you do have a point. You do have a point. Um, I, I think that they're very different players. Um, I, I reckon Panny can mature to be a player who can play thirteen wing and fifteen. Um, he's got a bit more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a, a bigger boot, and um, I think he he can grow because he's so young um, uh, into an important player. Um, I, I actually, I actually think um, he could be an Italian version of um, Blair Kinghorn. Really, um, that's the way I. That's the what. That's what I see. But it's me talking fantasy football, fantasy rugby. Um, oh, well. But like, because he's really fast, he's tall. And um, I, I think he can be versatile, yeah. yeah. He can kick the ball a country mile mm. with his left he's, foot. Yeah. I mean, he's he's clearly hugely talented. And also, fullback's an interesting position for Italy because loads of people are saying, oh, maybe put Allen. You know, the, the old combination of Garbisi at 10 and Allen at 15. But I don't think... What's your opinion? If you've only taken two fly halves in the initial squad, I don't think you can afford to play one out of position. You need to look after them. I think that back line is really tough. Um, yeah. It's really tough. I, I would probably, I don't know, like it's, I um, mean, you know, that 12-13 seam is, is one hard to defend. You need to match a pairing that have played together. I think you can't just put two players randomly, throw them in. So um, I really like the 10-12 combination of, of Tommy and Garbisi. Uh, I like that during the World Cup. I thought that was the most fluid one. Thirteen, obviously, Menoncello would be would be a, a good option, and the back three is is really hard. But then you're um, losing. I, don't, I wouldn't know. You're losing uh, Nacho Brex, cutting everyone down though, without him in the middle there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough decision to make, and um, I wouldn't want to be in Gonzalo's <laughs> other shoes. To be honest, uh, it's really easy for us to sit here yeah, and yeah. make a starting fifteen. And that's a great thing about it. No, uh, it is really easy. And, we, and we don't have to take any responsibility <laughs> for it that way. And, and then I can edit the bits out that I got that's wrong. Good. If I yeah. got it yeah. right, then I'm definitely good, putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. He'd be his assistant coach. Yeah. <laughs> can you see that? Oh, that is one of the best ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that was a great yeah, one. Unfortunately, I actually didn't. I didn't score it. I just stopped the kick. I stopped Ugo's kick. Do you have that bit? That is magic. That is yeah, yep. that is the magic part of the try is this. Yeah, so I charge down. Ugo goes for the boxing and I charge it down with one hand and I still give him stick for it. He says it's impossible. I could never do that ever again. <laughs> and then it was a miserable day as, as a derby and me and Valerio chased down the kick and he the dice before me and he get, we, we, yeah, we get the, the five points. Yeah, it was a great game. That's yeah, great. it's a great, 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 great game. I'll take, I'll take, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Even if it wasn't me, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah it was great. And that was, it was Gory you charged down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, I've been to Treviso a couple of times with him, that he's huge fun. He's a good guy. Yeah, I've played with him a long time. Yeah. He's now teaching the French how to cook Italian food. He's, yeah, he's, he's in, <laughs> um, he's in Toulouse. Yeah, he's having a good time there. <laughs> Oh, great. Well, we will we'll kind of wrap this up. Um, I feel like, does anyone have any final questions before we... I feel like all my important bits have been, have been yeah. answered. 
it's been yeah. so good to sort of chat and talk and understand a little bit more about Zebra and and the franchises and the clubs and kind of the behind the scenes stuff of well to to many of our listeners who are kind of UK based and maybe follow more premiership stuff it's really interesting to hear what you've told us about just the development behind the scenes and that even last season was a work towards it this season's success um yeah have my final question I guess would be serious question anyway would be have the goalposts changed halfway through the season now based on the results that you've had already in the first half um I, I don't think the goalposts have changed you know t- tomorrow is a massive day for us then we've got Edinburgh home on the 16th and then we've got we're going to Munster and Newport away um, then we've got some tough games. We've got to go to Glasgow, Edinburgh, yeah. Connacht. Um, so, I mean, I think that the money end of the season is important for us, and uh, and we'll see exactly where where we are as a squad and as a, uh, as a team. It'll be it'll be interesting how things develop. Uh, I think, and we'll we'll, we'll see. T- tomorrow is already a big part of our season. Um, is 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 tomorrow. Um, in an I actually have a, a question for for you guys. It's an important one, but I really need to ask. Uh, um, do you support Zebra Treviso? Well, well, we've done this now. Look, we support. No, 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 no. So there's no there's no grey here. <laughs> Eddie, you're not getting away with this. So it's it's black or white. Oh, and this is for all the fans. So 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 we know who to invite when. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie, answer this question properly. Uh, I, I, Eddie, you can start, Eddie. I, 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 listen, listen, I have... Oh, no, no, there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> we, we won't judge you, okay? I mean... It's okay. I have a zebra tattooed on my back. You know what I mean? I... A zebra or zebra? <laughs> It's 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 look it it says zebra and but then but then you changed the logo so I had to get it removed and I was really upset about that so I can't show it to you right now. I think we had the best away day ever in Parma. We loved as we've already touched on the wine was great, the food was great. Parma is the center of the best food in Italy. I mean, although I am Sicilian and everyone sort of says like Palermo is where you go for great food, but I I might ditch with sort of whatever else doesn't say that Palmer. Palmer's way where it's at. You've obviously been living there for a long time now, so you must love it. Yeah, I can't leave. Yeah. I have to say I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But your no, family's no. still in Scotland or have they No, no, I've got family all, all over the place, but I'm mostly in Tuscany. Okay. Great. Fine. So coach, we need um <laughs> we need to hear it from you as well, Rich. <laughs> Well, look, no, I, no, it's okay. I love the it's diplomatic a safe space, guys. Element, it's a safe space. But we just need I, to set I, some boundaries. There's a reason all. why. Well, the thing is, is that I I have been a mascot of one that's of these true. things. So I I feel I do feel in some way that I have in some way played for <laughs> um for Benetton. Played. So we'll, we'll my, have to my, show you cap, the video. Cap, cap, yeah. my third, <laughs> I, my, I need I need to see the video. I need to my thirtieth year, they dressed him up as the mascot. 30th birthday, yeah, he pretended to be the mascot, went out at halftime, got a beer, brought him a beer. Eddie had no idea that Coach was even in the country, let alone in the stadium, handing him a beer. And then the stadium started singing happy birthday and he took the mascot's head off 
and it was rich incredible so it was yeah that, amazing eddie described it as um better than his wedding day so there you go it's the uh, happiest moment of my the life context of the happiest moment of his life i was so good no because it, the, the, for the there you go for the context uh, for the context of what happened though the week before was my 30th birthday and i was in rome working and that was during on the day there was italy versus wales and coach and our mate Ed flew out to Rome to surprise me and that we were going to go to Italy versus Wales. But they got, they cocked it up because I spotted them in a crowd before they could surprise me. So the surprise was slightly ruined. And then, but we went to the game and that was all great. And then they flew back. So I didn't expect him to be there, but he flew back to Barcelona where he was living did a week's work and then flew straight back to Italy to surprise me for a second time to have another stab at it. And he smashed oh, it. Right. And that was yeah. the mascot. <laughs> and in fact, so... he was there on the pitch in the mascot and our WhatsApp group has a picture of the Benetton uh, mascot. Not that we are not Zebra Palmer fans, <laughs> of course, as well. But, but I was, this was I, many years ago. I, I was filming the mascot to send to him, not knowing that he was in the mascot costume. <laughs> This is great content, guys, by the way. This is an amazing story. I mean, I'm not sure why you got me on right? the Right, we, we have the legend that is George Biaggi on this podcast and we're just telling <laughs> anecdotes from it, from our youth. It's an amazing story. But it's I, an amazing story. But I can show you something that I think you will like. So, yes, we started off as Benetton fans, but now we are definitely in both camps. And I've always supported Zebre. Uh and now I more and more and more. I mean, my body tells a story, the sweaty palms I had and the, and, and how ballistic I went when you beat the Sharks. And everyone mm. there is so nice. But my dad, when I started supporting Benetton, was like, well, I'm going to become a Zebre fan because that's the kind of man he is. <laughs> and so for one year of Secret Santa, I got him a Zebre hat. This is about two years ago, three years ago. And then he went on a cruise around the world, around the world, around lots of the world. And he took the hat with him. And everywhere he went, he took a picture of himself in the Zebra Palmer hat. So that's a... what an absolute legend. Why is he not on the pod? That's him on, on a, in Copacabana Beach in, in Rio de Janeiro, wearing a Zebra. What an absolute legend. And then taking the brand across continents. Yeah, he could this be is, your traveling master. This is this is him in the Antarctic <laughs> wearing the zebra hat. He's got a very strong pose. Yeah. Yes. I like him a lot. Yes. Commander. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, power pose. Duh. Let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, George, for coming on and for giving us way more of your time than than we said we would keep you for really really appreciate it I... it's okay i'll charge eddie yeah great invoice uh, eddie. I, invo um... invoice me uh I'll, I'll i'll whatsapp you the address uh where to send the, <laughs> the stuff don't be surprised if it's birmingham it's just that's just where probably will be birmingham you know. <laughs> um we'll leave it at this what is your personal aim for the future where where do you see yourself in five this isn't a job interview. You don't need to give them a time frame on it. You've just got to say... <laughs> Where did, what's your dream sort of place to end up uh, work-wise, I suppose, is my question. Well, <laughs> um, my dream job? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if there's such a thing as a dream job, um, to be honest. Um, I don't have a dream job. Um, what I think is people who work in sport or even in drama or acting, I think they're very fortunate to be able yeah. to work with their passion and stay outdoors in my case or travel the world. So I think I'm very lucky to to have this job at the moment and um, I, I'm just living it day day to day and I don't know what the future holds um, at the moment. Um, Leonora, but um, I think we should really all look more what we have rather than don't have or wish we had. And I love end that. With this. Yeah. That's okay. that's a really beautiful way to to end this. Um, yeah, I think it's wonderful what you're doing at Zebra, um, and it does feel like you have a bit of a dream job from our side. From our side, that's that would be a dream job for any of us. So yeah, I think so, and I think it. really, you know, I think almost... you come for a training session with us, Eddie. A training. <laughs> Oh my god! Don't invite him. He will come. <clears throat> don't like, don't put out offers like that. No, I, 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 I would love that. And then he'd you go know, into the changing room and like pick out everyone's like any stash he can get his hands on. It's all about stash. I, yeah, I, I, I was <laughs> never the fastest. I could pass a rugby ball very well, and as I said, you know, I can box kick it. You know, you wouldn't charge me down with one hand. <laughs> Faster than Danny Care, I heard. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Yeah. George, but, but you could you. always be head of rugby operations for the Spritz and Scrums Touch Rugby team, even from a distance. Yes, that's what we'll do. We'll have you on 100%. speed dial. Put, put me on the group, put me on the group, and I'll, and I'll give <laughs> a hand. You can send some motivational speeches from abroad. <laughs> yeah, just swear words. Yeah, they always work a treat. Perfect, that's what we need. Oh, George, thank you so, so, so much thank for coming you guys. on. Thank we you. will hopefully see you at the Italy-Scotland game, if not before. 100%. Grazie mille. Hi guys, have a good evening. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah. Cheers. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. What a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. I don't I don't do it. No, he, he do. left okay. turns, he left turns. He doesn't There's a rhythm to it, coach. Comes in threes. The power of three. No, that was great. Um I find I found that so interesting. And um, I also really enjoyed the off-air chat. Right. I, it, no one could hear the off-air chat. So, I know. So you're just teasing. <laughs> you're teasing yeah, I'm teasing. People. I am teasing. I'm teasing them. But yeah, um, Eddie got offered a job, so we're moving to Parma. <laughs> yeah. It's my specific set of skills. That was super interesting. And we forgot to kind of say it on-air before he left, but we said it off-air that just... Obviously, this episode will come out after the Poe game that is on tomorrow. So we'll know once this episode is out how Zebra do. But we wish them. We are touching all the wood that there is to touch, crossing everything that there is to cross so that they can get that win. And at the very least, get into yeah. the knockouts. Should be amazing. It would be amazing. We should have promised George that if they make it, we'll go and support them in one of their knockout games. We'll probably do that anyway. Yes, we will. We will. Oh. Well, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as we did. I found it so interesting and informative. And how cool to have the head of rugby operations at Zebra Palmer. I mean, what a title. An amazing interview with an amazing man. Hopefully we'll speak to him again soon because I need stash and that man can get his hands on it. But until then... Grazie mille. Ciao a tutti. Ciao. Follow us on all our social media channels. Like us. Rate us five stars. Yeah, do it. Like and subscribe. 
and other things. We're doing stuff on TikTok as well. <laughs> can, can you ciao. tell Coach is in charge of the TikTok? <laughs> and ciao.